0: Hey, everybody, this is Brandon, and Rick and Morty is off the air, but Travis and I are still doing Apathetic Enthusiasm, which is our show talking about pop culture and other stuff. So if you're interested in listening, here is our, the first episode of that. You can find Apathetic Enthusiasm everywhere. But for now, uh, it, it's here on this beat. So anyway, hey, we'll see you <laughs> next season or right now if you want to. Okay, bye.
1: You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we make an Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm pretty sure we still know how to do this. We talk about glass onion and andor and hot peppers. It's, it's it's the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Travis.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. We haven't done an episode of this since July of 2022. Holy it's been six months. It's been six months since you recorded with me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been six months it's been six months since we recorded an apathetic enthusiasm because Look we were too up. busy talking about Rick and Borty over too on busy interdimensional RSS. Here's
1: here's what I want to know. I want to know what the Venn diagram is of the audience for apathetic enthusiasm and yeah. the audience for interdimensional RSS. And I feel like there's a lot of overlap there. But, but then there's just this like crescent moon of of listeners who only listen to AE. They only listen to this show. They have zero interest I, in I, Rick and I Morty.
0: Bet, I bet the ratio of people who listen to only this and don't, don't listen to the Rick and Morty stuff at all is it's... It's like Earth to the universe, right? Like it's that's that's how big uh, a sure. difference it is.
1: But we're thankful for you. Sorry, we've been gone so long. Bob Carroll. <laughs> Bob. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. I, I, I sent you a picture of his love note to us after the one year anniversary of this podcast, uh, which we have now been making for. Over 200 episodes like I think over ten years now. Uh or we're getting close. We're coming up on coming up on a decade. Twenty fifteen. Twenty
0: fifteen is when we started. Twenty fifteen. Twenty
1: fifteen. That's what's on my resume anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Good. Glad you're including this on your resume. Anyway, uh if we happen to go on hiatus for another six months, uh, there are plenty of ways that you can follow us. Uh we still have somewhat of a presence over on Elon's social space. Uh we're at Apathusiast. He's at Barnyard Cruise. I'm at Juggle Mino. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Send us an email, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Uh over on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And then of course our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com, where you can still find this show and all the other shows that we we dabble in as well. Um hello to all of our friends watching live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh had had a lot of folks join us for interdimensional RSS uh, for some of those episodes. So hopefully you guys come back um, be part of the show. It's This is a much more loose improvisational feel as I like, belch in the middle of these tags um anyway so uh yeah be part of the show we'll include you in the conversation uh and then of course if you missed the live stream but you still want to catch the video you can go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm catch video versions over there like subscribe do all those fun things uh finally our patreon patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm where patrons can get exclusive content ooh. to include ooh. someone that just won't lie down
0: won't lie down the song by face to face it whenever i start wanting to record something i always end up going back to that song um because um, because i know all the parts to it (laughs) i know the i know the guitar and i know the bass and i know the drums and so it's really and i know all the lyrics i'm like let me let me put them all together and so whenever i get a wild hair um that's what i i usually tend to record that or uh pictures of shorelines by um for the streams forever but the other day I got a I got this wild hair to like I you know you've seen those videos on like TikTok or Instagram stories of like people different playing different music or instruments right and putting them together or reacting to each other um yeah. and uh, so like I, in the back of my mind I'm always like how do they do that I, I want to and, and earlier that day I was helping out the job I'm uh the, the company that I'm with right now do video stuff. So I'm like, well, I've been, I'm in this video mode already. Let me see if what I can put together. And so I sat down behind the drums and I, I set up my, my iPhone on a little tripod. And I recorded the drums and then I was like, well, how am I going to play along to that? Um, Cause normally I try to like, just play along to my phone, but then the Bluetooth headphones for the phone are always kind of like off. And so the it's, it's never, it's never synced up. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it doesn't sync. Right. Yeah. Right but what i found was oh okay well i could take that video from my phone airdrop it to my computer and the the earbuds from the computer i can now play along to that play along to that instead of to the phone and then the phone can be recording me play that stuff so that's how i did it for each of the, each of the parts and what i was surprised by was th- the mix of the <laughs> mix of the li- the live speaker uh from my uh drum amp from the guitar from the bass playing in there. It was a surprisingly good mix on its own. And I was like, I didn't have to do much post-production on that stuff at all. Um wow. I, I'd mess with some of the levels of, of the vocals because let's face it, it's the part I'm most insecure about is <laughs> because you are the one singing.
1: And, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh it's most I'm most insecure about. It. Um so I I just mess with some of those levels. But I'm like Oh, this is fun. If I had to give any feedback on
1: the video, and again if you want to see this video, you can go to patreoncom enthusiasm. Um, but I feel like you are a good singer when you commit, and I think you like I think you let that insecurity get to you a little bit in the production, so you started doing the Brandon thing, which is <laughs> let me be a little bit weirder when I'm singing. And then and then so it kind of it kind of adjusts some of the vocals in that way. But I thought I thought it was a great video. And yeah, you're super talented. You're far talent, more talented than I, I could ever hope to be. I can't play one of those instruments. So and you did three plus thing. So.
0: But you know how to do a pocket operator. And I mean, that's it. That's an instrument as well.
1: Meep, moop. I'm trying to <laughs> hold it up to the camera. Meet moop, moop, moop. Yeah, I, I, I do want to make some mixes on the uh, pocket operator. I was I was cleaning my, what my family lovingly calls the cloth mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: because if you are new to this show or new to uh, the inner workings of my life, uh, then uh, you would know that I record all of this from my walk-in closet. That's right. Uh, this area that you see behind me, if you're watching a video version of the podcast, uh is a corner of my closet and uh we were hiding like a bunch of christmas presents and stuff in here for for the holiday you know extravaganzas uh and so when christmas was over it was like cool i can clean everything up and then i was like oh let me rearrange some things and i got like a new little shelf that i could put more pops and other crap on so i was like oh let me clean all this up and in that process i start going through things i'm like oh here's my pocket operator oh here's my video camera from the early 2000s here's here's all this other (laughs) random stuff and then i get distracted and i'm pulling sd cards out of 10 year old cameras and being like oh there's a weird vlog my kids did when they were toddlers okay cool that's (laughs) that's weird um but yeah so i found the pocket operator and much like you uh i'm incredibly insecure about my singing so whenever it's time for dan harman's social media minute I am more than happy to play pre-recorded audio, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to start mixing some up on the old pocket operator.
0: Nice, 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 nice. Which it's gonna it's gonna be great, and I think it's a good good segue because I'm going to put this episode on on our Ram feed as well. Just so oh,
1: hello hello Ram
0: listeners, just Welcome. just just so you know. Uh, and we're after we're done recording, I'm going. We're going to record it's time for <laughs> semi permanent news. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to record an intro. For the episode on the feed that way when people come listen to it they're not like what the hell is going on so we're gonna do like a quick intro and now we're I'm um, now in this episode we're talking about planning that intro so now you oh, will have that heard intro, intro that you heard
1: at the beginning of this this is where <laughs> I found out about it
0: yes uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. this Good. is this Good is to know. this <laughs> is where <laughs> this it's you know, generated Anyway, uh, so welcome, welcome listeners of RAM, uh, International RSS, uh, to, to this podcast. This is our podcast. This is just Travis and I, where we talk about whatever's whatever's on our mind, you know, kind of just going on, kind of us hanging yeah. out, right? Um, right. And uh, norm- we try to have a, a main topic. And today, you know, he said it in the intro and we might as well, we might as well get into. it. We don't have fancy transition music or even beatboxing, even shitty beatboxing to transition yeah, the topics.
1: We just we just awkwardly call out our transitions before they happen.
0: Yeah. Here we go. Our first transition. Movies. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> um well, first of all, happy 2023 to yeah, everybody happy out 2023. there. 2023. Um uh, any resolutions, Brandon? Anything you're trying to do differently in
1: the new year or are you are you past that in your life? You don't need resolutions. You, you're resolved to live your life.
0: I think it's okay to be free from the the belief that we're going to stick with resolutions anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. You know, you know. I mean, did you did you think to yourself, "I'm going to make a resolution this year," and I already blow it?
1: Um, I my resolution was to be more prepared for podcasts. And we've already scru- screwed that up. So yeah, no, uh, <laughs> um, I I really didn't. I didn't think explicitly about any resolutions. I mean, there's there's things I could always be better at. Um, I am thinking a lot about my health and about fitness and things like that, just because this is the year, much like you last year, where I turned forty. Um, so, you know, it's a big milestone and I I want to, you know, be around for, you know, another 40 or so if possible. Um, so yeah, so just, uh, you know, being more healthy, just making sure I stay active. Um, but then again, I also got like a bar set for, for Christmas. And so <laughs> I've been making, uh, mixed cocktails at home, uh, which is not something I used to do in the past. So drinking less is certainly not a resolution for me. Um but yeah, I don't know. Just uh yeah, just That's cool,
0: man. Looking cool. looking forward to to That's new great. opportunities
1: and being open to uh to whatever happens in the next
0: year. That's great. That's great. Um well, I you know, I'm happy to share this 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 journey with you and into 2023 uh with health and good tidings. <laughs>
1: Hey, did you run that long race that you were supposed to run last year? No, I, I know. Was like,
0: I was supposed to run it, and then I got sick that week. And like I'm just now finally feeling better. Like I I went for like a mile run a couple of days ago, yeah. and like finally I I did it. And so um, it's not a resolution, but I I do want to continue running, and eventually get to that that ten miler that I was supposed to have run. So. Uh, virtually anyway, I changed it to a virtual run and I never, I still didn't do that either.
1: Yeah. But, I, uh, I would like to put more distance on my shoes for sure. Okay. So I gotta, I i slacked <laughs> off the last half of 2022. So yeah, maybe, let's, uh, well,
0: let's do that. Let's do that. Let's set, let's run more. A mid, a mid, a mid, uh, 2023 run together, you know, when we mm-hmm. hang out. Okay.
1: What are we talking? We're talking.
0: Talking half marathon? When are we talking? Yeah, yeah. Well just let's just do a ten miler. You know, just a ten miler. Ten miler Ten miler. Mm-hmm. Ten miles. Ten miles. Let's yeah. hold ourselves to it I, to it. I still might I still might
1: sign up for a half marathon in April. Oh, you're you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. Uh happy twenty twenty three. Uh how how did you celebrate? Did you do anything fun? Did you get together with anybody or
0: well uh no. Well, uh, yes didn't get with anybody uh, hung out at the house with, with the family watched the twilight zone marathon. It was all as, as is the the cruise way, as is the way Uh, this, this year, the, they included three episodes of the Jordan peel reboot uh, that was on Paramount plus. And they showed it in black and white. They showed those episodes in black and white, which I really, really appreciated. Um, And uh, I'd only watched, one episode of the the reboot and that was the one with uh kumail nanjiani uh in the comedian um and then and i never watched any of the uh, the other episodes because i just wasn't super interested um and uh but i liked the the three that that we that we saw on the 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 marathon this year so that was that was cool very cool and then let then you know just just hung out, just hung out with the family, yeah. you know, updated my yeah. resume. Those, you know, <laughs> yeah. things things we do on our on New Year's Eve. The 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 the, the classic New Year's traditions, like
1: updating your resume, <laughs> refreshing the profile on LinkedIn.
0: Uh, yeah. Um
1: good, 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 good. But yeah, also- I I hung out with the neighbors. Oh. Um they had a ping pong tournament, which I didn't know was gonna be a thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doubles, doubles. So me me and the old wifey. Uh, just walking in off the street. Yeah, like sure. Yeah, Pennsylvanian for the tournament. We won the whole thing. I mean, so I, I just I feel I feel did she, now obligated. Did anything, like or I have did to you? go back to their house next did, year for New Year's. Did to, you, like? Did you run it? Where was it? You did or was I run it? the tournament? No. Yeah, I mean, no, it wasn't even my. No, I no
0: no. I'm not, I'm not. saying did you run it. I'm saying like did you run the table and did you did Sheena just sit over to the side where you did everything? Oh,
1: no, Sheena. Sheena was clutch in some some key situations. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. I that's what I was really wondering there. No. 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 No.
1: But there was a point where, uh, one of the games was getting very close to the end, and my face, like, went from "ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, we're having a good time" to like okay, we're winning this ping pong game. Like <laughs> the, the competitive side of Travis came out, which I don't love that. Like we're all having fun. And then and, like, I didn't like yell at anybody. Like I didn't, I didn't get like enraged or anything. Um, Cross the but,
0: line <laughs> it doesn't count. Cross this, the line.
1: <laughs> this is not federal ping
0: pong reg- regulations.
1: <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, no, I, it was, it was all in good fun. Um, But yeah, I'm just I'm just saying now I feel obligated to defend the title next New Year's. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see how how plans change in the next (laughs) 300 something days.
0: There was there was something going into the new year uh, that we're all pretty excited about. And this is a segue to an actual actual point of the episode, uh, which is. Glass Onion, uh, the Ryan Johnson sequel to Knives Out, not a Knives Out mystery, which he doesn't like. <laughs> that Glass Onion, uh, a Knives Out mystery either. Um, but uh, the, it was out in theaters for uh, for a month or so, and I yeah. wanted to go. I wanted to go see it, and then I was like, "Oh, it's coming to Netflix." Uh, was it on like the thirty thirtieth or like thirty first, something like that? Like not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was excited about that. I wanted to see it, and then it came to home, and I didn't have to go anywhere uh, to do it. Um, so I watched it. You watched it yesterday, um, and yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I know you love a good murder mystery and heist.
1: Those, those two I, I do. Um, I like the original Knives Out. Um, I th- I thought it was. I thought it was interesting um doing almost like a, a spiritual sequel right or or like it like it, it had some uh some over like an, an overlapping character. Um but I I like I like it like a good ensemble heist mystery type show or movie. Uh so yeah, so I I was interested in seeing it, not interested enough to go and see it in the theaters. <laughs> um But yeah, I was I was excited when it when it did finally hit Netflix streaming and uh, and fired it up, watched it with my eldest and my wife. And one thing I noticed right off the bat is uh, my oldest child is not used to watching those types of movies with me uh, (laughs) because she was asking all these questions. And I was like, let's watch the movie and see if it tells us the answer.
0: Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) oh I hate that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah um so that was a that was a cool uh learning experience um but yeah no i thought i thought that I thought the movie was good. I thought the cast was great um, Sheena didn't really know what to expect going into it, so as they're introducing all of the main characters uh just like one after the other, she's just like, oh, oh, like like every time they uh introduce a new person, so obviously Katherine Hahn, one of the first uh that we see uh who she knows as um Agatha from 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 WandaVision. Um and then I think we see like Kate Hudson, um who else is in there? Uh obviously Dave Bautista. Oh, and uh Le- Leslie Odom Jr. who you never you never actually watched Hamilton, right?
0: No, I I watched I watched it. I know he okay. was I know he was um he, his Amber. Amber, yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my my oldest is was obsessed with Hamilton. Uh, when when it was at the peak of its of its popularity,
0: uh-huh.
1: and <coughs> excuse me, it took her took her about half the movie to realize that was Leslie Odom Jr. So, <laughs> uh, thank you, Grumpy Shih Tzu, for, for woo, the subscription. Whoa, big, big subscription,
0: ten months. Uh, so you're much. you're you're great. Do the Red best. Black. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Um so yeah, so I I mean it really awesome. Uh rounding out the cast, obviously Edward Norton, uh, who has been a favorite actor of mine for for years and years and years. Daniel Craig as uh what is it? Benoit Blanc. Detect Benoit Blanc. Yeah, that's right. Uh and then Janelle Monet, uh yeah, um, as as we turn turns out to be a couple of characters as we find out. Um I'm dropping spoilers. I'm dropping spoilers. Um but yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was really good. I liked I liked the tone of it. I I like a movie that requires me to pay attention so that I can uh be looking for clues and things like that. I don't know, what did you think about it?
0: Oh, what did I th- what did I think about it? Um I I I liked it a lot. You mentioned um you mentioned like uh, like spiritual sequel. Like it is it's like the pink panther and a shot in the dark, uh, which like pink panther. I used to say a shot in the dark is, is, you know, it's, it's basically a pink panther movie. Like it's a pink panther sequel, um, which I get called out like, but it's not a pink panther movie because the pink panther diamond is even, isn't even a part of it. Like, yeah, but Clouseau's in it. Yeah, but pink panther's not in it. Pink panther movies are their own movies. Anyways, that's a, it's a whole thing. But, uh, so shot in the dark, and Pink Panther, they're sequels to each other, but using the character yeah. of Clouseau to to, to time. Um, so same thing with like this, or say like Death on the Nile or Murder on the Orient Express with a Poirot, Poirot, um, where yeah, it's it's the detective and he's solving a, a new murder. Uh, yeah. Same thing with with Knives Out and Glass Onion. It's Blanc. He's doing all that stuff. Uh, so after seeing Knives Out i it was coming off like the heels of of the last jedi um i had never seen brick um i i i'd seen some something ryan johnson maybe he did uh looper i think he did looper with um bruce willis and uh that three named dude um joseph gordon levitt uh, joseph gordon levitt so i so i so you I, know that you know the
1: trivia about joseph gordon levitt right um with
0: with ryan johnson movies he's he's in he's in all the ryan johnson movies his his voice
1: is featured in every one of his movies
0: yeah 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 yeah. in some way shape or form in some some way to include this anyway um you
1: know do you know what his voice was in this movie
0: yeah yeah it was like the uh, yeah i i I know i know what it was i can't that my brain's not right there thinking about that right now it's the gong yes thank you okay cool you're welcome um back to your coming off of the last jedi uh okay like here here's a ryan johnson movie let's go ahead and and check it out um and i really liked it and i'm like okay this is very very good and i saw a vanity fair like youtube thing where he's breaking down uh, a scene of knives out just as a director and he's just so super he's very knowledgeable he's like explaining it he's like uh, here's the eye line. Here's the levels of power. You know, I wanted I wanted a light coming in from this angle to do this. The, uh, and he breaks down in the opening scene, uh, one of the opening scenes of uh, uh, Glass Onion as well, because he did a, a sequel <laughs> to that Vanity Fair video. Um, he just it very competently made movies. They're very, very, very good. And I yeah. like in this one, the whole plot is. Uh Edward Norton is a tech billionaire and he's inviting all his his douchey friends, as Ryan Johnson uh, says, like to to his private island. Uh yeah. Blanc ends up going, is is invited as well, so he goes to the island as well. And the whole thing is Edward Norton wants to do a murder mystery where he's the one who gets killed. And so how this all plays out, I thought was very, very good because Blanc is not the protagonist in the original, in the first movie. Uh, it's the, the, the assistant. So changing the perspective to be from, from his side was an interesting choice. And then what happens in the middle of the movie where a perspective kind of shifts as well. also also is a, is a pretty cool, uh, technique. Um, anyways, what I loved about it is, is who the, the killer ends up being, uh, it was I? Th- I thought it was cool <laughs> because it was the whole purpose of the the movie, the glass onion, right? Um, which is like it. The glass onion is it's supposed to be very very layered, like like an onion. There's layers. There's there's so many different aspects of it, but you can see right through it. You can see the center of the the, the mystery. Um, so yeah, I love love the way it was resolved in that way.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. And I, I think it subverts your expectations a couple of times. Uh, and and some of the biggest mysteries as they are solved in the movie, um, they aren't necessarily solved in a conventional way or the way that you would expect them to be, um, which I found really interesting. And um, I thought the the overall resolution of the movie and, and the outcome for the characters, um, it sat well with me um so so ultimately i i really enjoyed the movie and thought it was thought it was really good
0: yeah it's it's a movie you can sit there and just abbreviate how important it is uh from a from a a directorial technical standpoint
1: yeah
0: yeah um okay yeah 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 great great great, great.
1: i'm I'm gonna ask you one more thing about this movie because please do it came out in 2022 late 2022 but it takes place in around March, April of 2020. This this is a movie that is now 2 years removed from the start of the coronavirus pandemic, but it takes place in a time where like the pandemic was very fresh. Like this was the, the period of time where we were like washing all of our groceries before they were delivered to our house. Because like like and we didn't we didn't leave our houses for like weeks because we didn't know what was going on or 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 how to treat it or or anything like that. Um it's, it's the first time I feel like for me as a viewer, I've watched that period of the pandemic as like a period piece. And it was really interesting to me to look at how different characters we're responding to it, how different characters even, even down to there's a scene very early on uh, and they're all meeting on a dock to uh, to take, to take a, a boat to this private Island and they all have masks on. Right. And some of them are wearing them. They all have different styles of mask. They have, they all have different ways that they're wearing them. Some of them, you know, nose exposed, other people like, not wearing them at all some people can we hug can we not and it's really interesting to me to see those behaviors played out in a movie and obviously they kind of write out the idea of covid very quickly because they all get some sort of billionaire immunity very quickly and then it's it's it becomes an afterthought after that but i thought i thought that first i don't know 15 20 minutes of the movie where they're Responding to COVID in different ways, um, I thought was interesting, and I'm I'm curious if that's something that we'll continue continue to see writers and directors portraying, or if that's something that's already going to kind of be like, all right, we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with that. We'll just just move forward with. It. I don't know if did, did did what did you think about that, or did yeah, you just not really think about
0: it? I I wonder. It, because the, when the when the movie was made, that's when things were like it was. It was adopting some of the stuff that was going on as the movie was being made. So any other movies that were made at this a similar time and maybe are released later, maybe we'll see more of that. But I don't know if that's a well that people are going to go back to consistently. Yeah. Um, I, I I liked. I like that they addressed it at the beginning and then they're like then they uh Deus ex, uh vaccinade <laughs> in a way so we didn't do yeah. do the mask. Yeah. But I but I but yeah. I like some um like Blanc is in the bathtub and he's he's playing uh murder mystery with uh famous people, Angela Lansbury. He's playing Among Us
1: with with uh R. I P Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I I thought it was interesting
1: because to me it was telling about some of their characters in seeing how they handled that situation. Like it was, it was early indicators to me about like how each character dealt with that situation was indicative of their overall sort of personality and and worldview going into the rest of the, the,
0: the the situation. Yeah. I, I like, um, uh Goldie Hahn's daughter that's what
1: I, uh yeah um Kate uh yeah yeah Kate
0: Hudson Kate um Kate Hudson thank you um i i i didn't realize it when i until like at the very very last minute when like they're introducing her character and she's at there's a party going on and it, it and i don't maybe i didn't realize that there was a lot of pandemic kind of related stuff yet with it Um, Mm -hmm. until like she stood up and then in the, in the background of the party, there's a TV and it's talking about like COVID deaths. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, Hey, that, that's good. And then we see Blanc and then we see them get to the thing. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Now I know the period in which this movie takes place. Um, and, and, you know, like, I think maybe again, it won't be a well that people go back to, but I. Yeah. You talk talk about it as a period piece. I think it's interesting because it reflects maybe in like 20 years like people might go back to this movie and be like this reflects the time it was made and the people yeah. who were around at that time <laughs> that it was made. Uh in in certain ways like like the conversation Francis Ford Coppola like some of those films where they are tied to a time frame and it yeah. gives context to like what that was about.
1: I can see another shoot. I'm sure Hollywood is already workshopping it. Um, (laughs) but in the next couple of years, maybe give it another three years where we see like a major motion picture effort that sort of encapsulates 2020 and the pandemic as a dramatic retelling of it. Instead of, I don't know. I think people are going to pull from that for a long time. Um, I I think a lot of movie I don't think like all movies are gonna be like referencing it, but because obviously a lot do not even now. But I th- I think there's gonna be people that try to make the next outbreak, uh, but with it with a COVID narrative. Uh,
0: the 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 thing that I worry about, I worry about this. every, every night I go to sleep and I'm like, oh man, I'm constant
1: turn thinking
0: about it. Uh, is. Y- we talked, I talked about the twilight zone, the, the twilight zone remake. Um, and although I liked the three episodes that they showed, like there was one of them was where uh, John Cho is like this uh, pollster and he helps pe- people get elected. And he sees this 11 year old on TV uh, talking about like wanting to give video games to everybody. And like, why can't the world be a better place? So he gets this wild idea to like try to make this kid become president uh using his mom as a as a proxy right because he's not old enough um, yeah but anyways so then things happen and then he starts to act like a kid a spoiled kid in the white house and then it, it ends up being feeling like a like a ham-fisted very like on the nose analogy about the people that run uh politics and especially in this time frame like 2019 sure. uh so my I worry about people going and using aspects of the pandemic into things that are like just so on the nose and so ham fisted um, that, yeah. it, it you know, kind of uh, minimizes it or uh, just makes it a, a joke or or gives maybe ammunition to people who are like, still talking about it, even though yeah. like 10,000 people a yeah. day are dying.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, unfortunately we need to we still haven't gotten past a point where it's not something we still have to think about on a regular basis uh, without having movies and things to remind us um, but I think about other major events in our lifetime in the United States like nine eleven, right where that was such a pivotal point in history for uh, our country within our, our our lifespan, and what was it? What was what was was it? Eight years before they were like, all right, we're making movies about this now. <laughs> like like
0: <laughs> we're we're doing it. We're doing it now.
1: I and we're releasing like three of them in the same summer for some re- reason. Like it was it was weird how that worked out.
0: Yeah, I I think I think I think there's a the difference though is eight years past that event. Same thing with like making World War Two movies, you know, fairly quickly after World War Two, uh, Vietnam, right? Is well, let me take a step back. Uh, let, let's leave the Vietnam example to the side here for a second. Uh, like World War Two, nine eleven, those were fairly universally were people like, yeah, these. Like we're united in in this this cause, we're united yeah. in in this this idea, and and there's there was this almost like same thing with like a Sully movie where like yeah we we want to we want to see the success of the human heart and like you know we want to feel together. Um, COVID is is just so p- politic pol- polarizing, uh, yeah, that, yeah, and it's, that, that it's I, divisive
1: because there isn't there isn't. One ground truth for the majority of society to yeah. be like, yeah, this is what happened. Too many people are still,
0: and that, and that's why I left Vietnam uh, to to the side. Although I
1: think there's plenty of Vietnam movies out
0: there, there. No, there there are plenty of Vietnam movies out there, but I think, uh, whereas like people were united as far as like a nine eleven or world war ii i think people were also united for for vietnam because i think it was universally (laughs) uh disparaged like yeah basically everyone acknowledges like yeah this is a bad idea um unless you're kissinger maybe but that's not the that's not the point you know nobody wants a kissinger movie is there a kissinger movie there might be i don't know there There probably is two of them you can go to blockbuster (laughs) find them
1: um all right well that's that's enough about that movie um while we're on the topic of 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 war and uh divisiveness and the start of rebellion mm. uh, i wanna i wanna shift gears a little bit and discuss something that has been on our minds for a really long time and has been the content of post episode uh twitch streams for months, months but because we have not had an episode in 6 months we have not formally discussed the series uh in its entirety uh on apathetic enthusiasm and it's it's a little show we like to call Andor uh, is...
0: <laughs> uh
1: so we're going to talk all about our thoughts from several months ago on andor uh the the show as a whole some of our favorite uh parts of it uh when we come back from this commercial break <laughs> all right and we're back thank you so much um whether or not you heard a commercial is strictly up to how well brandon kept track of the time and whether or not he inserted one in ad break or not. We'll see. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, we'd love to hear uh who uh sponsored your ad break. Uh anyway, we are talking about Andor. Um, I I almost feel wrong talking about this a little bit because I didn't like rewatch the series or something uh in preparation for this conversation, but this started out as a series that if If I'm honest, I was not sure how much I was gonna like it. I didn't know if I was gonna be as interested in this this series about Cassie and Andor, but very quickly, my opinions changed, and this is now possibly some of my favorite Star Wars material in existence um I I don't know where where do we where do we start with this conversation? Do we just do we just jump in from the beginning? Uh, what how how do how do you want to talk about
0: it? Let's let's talk a little bit about the history of the the show. The history. Um, I I feel like we're we're coming into this late, right? There are so many sure. podcasts out there that have talked about and or uh, while Andor was on, there are probably Andor yeah. podcasts. Well, no, I, probably no. There are Andor podcasts. Uh, we're. We're a little bit delayed when we're, when we're talking about this, but let's just go ahead and just say, if you have not heard of the show, uh, Andor, Cassian Andor, is a character that was on in Rogue One originally. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which takes place in between, uh, you know, the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope.
1: It's all about like right before the start of A New yeah. Hope.
0: Le- leading directly into A New Hope. Like moments before the opening scene. <laughs> Uh, it. But it is between the two. But, um, yeah. and so so when they came out a couple years ago and they said, we're going to do a show about Cassian Andor, my thought was, what? I didn't care about him when I watched why? Rogue One, <laughs> uh, let alone why would I care about him now? And so, and I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. Then... Then what the first three episodes were on uh were all released at the same time. I had heard somebody, I think maybe it was John, uh, saying like, oh, it's good. And so I I I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll go and watch an episode or two. I had watched the the three episodes. I'm like, this is really good. Like I wanna see yeah. what happens next with this character and uh where where he goes because he's a very selfish dude at, at the start. And in Rogue One, although he is selfish, he is a little bit more selfless, um, and, and more hopeful as a, as a re- a rebel.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I think it's depending on what you appreciate about Star Wars and the aspects of the universe that you really gravitate towards. That that could have a serious effect on whether or not you initially like this series. If you are a huge Jedi space wizards type fan, and the the best thing for you in a Star Wars I don't know movie show is some lightsaber battles and and exploration about the force and things like that, and Andor's not gonna scratch that itch for you. If you love crazy, you know, droids and, and space aliens and and seeing all kinds of cool like effects with different types of races and all this different stuff. Like, yeah, that's, that's probably not going to be something that you find very quickly or much at all um, in, in Andor. But if you really like a, a, a deeper understanding of, I don't know, the political unrest and the, way that the empire could sort of take control over an entire galaxy and and have all these other you know planets and systems sort of have to fall in line and at the same time have a small group of people that recognize that that's not right and they're rising up to try and fight back against that if that idea of the rebellion and and all of those things that are really core to the original trilogy um if that's something that you love about the series, then like for me, that is, that is what really brought me into the show was, was seeing the, I don't want to say initial sparks, but really like that, that very early on. um, And it's something you always wrestle with, right? Like, yeah, let's support the rebellion, the rebels, but like, are they terrorists? Like how, how do you draw the line on that? And there's definitely some, 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 uh, story arcs in, in andor where you're like yeah they're they're kind of rising up and 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 fighting against the the establishment and there are consequences for doing that for sure
0: yeah in in the in the costs within uh, you know establishing that that type of thing and the the risks that are involved with that and and the calculated risks and the in the things you kind yeah. of be like you know what uh, gonna let these people die because uh we've we've come too far, and if if we don't let them die, then the bad guys are gonna know exactly what's going on. So yeah, uh, you know that 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 type of stuff, and like, how do you how do you put a price on the heads of of people with with lives? Uh, but anyway, it so it would it it ends up being a much more mature way of looking at uh the universe, right? It's Sure. It's what I liked about reading the novelization of uh not well not the novelizations, just the novels of of Star Wars like it would get into more nitty-gritty stuff. It would go deeper into like in intrigue. Uh I loved the the original trilogy. I I loved I enjoyed parts of the, <laughs> the the prequel. I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, the the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. I know I'm. Uh, that's not necessarily the the most popular
1: place to be, but you, like you know what's funny about that, and put a pin in what you're thinking. But over time, my appreciation of the prequel trilogy has gone up, which. Like when they first came out, I was like, these are trash. These are, these, these are, these are not good Star Wars movies. And I don't know if it's my, uh, watching of most of the Clone Wars animated series, uh, not to mention Obi-Wan, which I don't know if we talked about on this show because it's been so long, but, uh, that time period, I appreciate a lot more and I appreciate what George Lucas was trying to do. Even mm. if I didn't love his execution at the time, I can go back and appreciate that more because of the story that he was trying to tell uh, And, and to a degree, the same thing for the sequels, but
0: I, yeah, I think I agree with you. Like as a synopsis, and I think, I think, I think I've said this on here before, True. like as a Wikipedia synopsis of the prequel trilogy, what he was doing was good, right? Like just made it concise, made it, you know, uh, like concentrated, like orange juice, you know, like put it together. Ah, oh, it's it that is it's good. That is some good OJ. Um, but then when you see the actual execution, you see the acting, you see the directing of it, then it starts to lose it. Because I mean, like the opening intro of, uh, of a, not the Attack of the Clones shit, the Phantom Menace, right? Like yeah. trade disputes and all that type of shit. Like, that's not something we had in the original trilogy. They didn't talk about that. Uh, this was politically the end of an era and how complacency uh, creates the rise of a fascism, right? Yeah. On paper, great, right? In execution, yeah. not so much. And so I think that's why here with Andor and with Rogue One to a certain extent, because it's also uh, written by Gilroy, like it gets it gets closer to that, closer to like the, the yeah. spirit of what Lucas was going for in the this, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I, yeah, I like I, it, I like I, it a lot. I don't need I don't need space lasers and and lightsabers all over the time. It's the, good the pol- as a kid.
1: You talked about trade disputes and things like that and how that sort of feels stale or not not as intriguing, especially to a younger audience. Um, I, it's one of the things I find most confusing about the Clone Wars animated series is like this show is marketed for kids as like a Star Wars animated series. And there are entire episodes where like they don't fight any droids and they just like have a dispute with the banking colony and they have (laughs) to deal with senators and all this. And I'm just like, this is a kid show. Like what's, what's going on here. But you fast forward past that into a time where the empire has really gotten a foothold. The Jedi are gone and all that are left to, I don't know, fight back are small pockets of a resistance. Um, this, this small rebellion that forms and really more so than in any other point, I think in, in, in current star Wars lore, right? The, the new Canon, uh, this is the, the earliest glimpses into that rebellion that I think we really get to see, um, in star Wars content. And I think it's, I just think it's phenomenal. I, I thought the show goes through different story arcs in different periods of time, (laughs) <laughs> and each one really gives you not just a glimpse of what it took for that rebellion to really take, like to 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 emerge and to and to bring people into the cause, but um like Five Long Years says in the chat, it, it highlights uh the the downside of the empire when you have such a huge bureaucratic system that is trying to maintain control over not just a planet, but planets and star systems and galaxies and 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 all of these different uh, groups and types of people and the amount of red tape and bureaucracy that actually gets in their own way and prevents them from being effective, um, I think is really interesting and interesting to see from uh, the perspective of a person who has worked in large bureaucratic organizations <laughs> with a lot of red tape and rules that... Sometimes prevent us from from being as effective as we can be, and so I don't know I, I i thought that I thought that was really cool and really interesting um I think I don't know it's just such a good show, yeah the whole prison sequence, everything that happened with the prison i just i love that like if that was a mini series on its own i I would think it would it would be f- fantastic
0: yeah uh, i want wanted to make a, a bring up a a point about the empire coming to strength and empire losing its grasp and and some of the triggers on that. I think it's interesting Andor's flashback stories where he's on the planet as a young boy, a, a republic ship crashes and mm-hmm. uh like they um when he meets Mara uh, uh I think yeah, Marva and she's like you you got to come with me, like they'll they'll kill you, right? So like even the Republic, even the Republic ships before the empire took over were, were bad. Right. And so like the empire, there, it, there's a little bit of an aspect of exploration here. I don't think it was fully fleshed out or, or maybe not obvious is that the empire just adopted the system that the Republic had the the, the entire time. And like, it's just evil with a different flavor. Uh, the whole, the whole thing with like the Jedi becoming bureaucratic and kind of complacent right like that was you know peacekeeping and uh you know whatever um diplomatic escorts right that's how yeah. limited they were because i mean even um uh what what's her face uh uh mon mothma right like she's a senator and she is fighting the the power that 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 is and all of those elected officials throughout the galaxy they were there before the Empire.
1: Yeah, a lot of senators that were there before and are still there serving after. Uh, even you look at like uh um oh what's his name? Uh Luthan? The Senator Amadala. No, oh, not oh. not Amadala. Um that that Georgia. adopted Organa. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bail
0: Organa. Yeah.
1: Bail Organa. Yeah, like he's still working in the Senate, like for years and years after uh you know palpatine takes over and stuff so it's i don't know it's but that's how they knew to try and like deal with things i guess i don't know
0: yeah well it it is it is a good show looking forward to the second season um that's when we'll 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 meet uh alan tudyk's robot character and just see how how it ends see how Luth like luthan's speech uh uh, Stellan Stellan Skarsgård, like his his speech about like what have I given up, um, like such such a good abbreviated explanation of like this yeah. this is the cost of of rebellion, uh for for some for some folks, um
1: I, I and, we we talk about we're getting into twenty twenty three, that that also means. Award seasons are are starting to gear up in terms of like Golden Globes and Emmys and Oscars and all of those things. I I'm really curious if this show gets any love on any of the major TV awards, whether that be Emmy awards. Uh, there's so many outstanding performances. Um, Andy Circus, like we we talked about it for weeks in post show uh, <laughs> Twitch chats and things like that. Um, Sarsgaard again. Even Diego Luna as as the the uh, casting Andor. Like, I mean, there's just, I, there's so many great performances down to like, like supporting characters. So I just um I would love to see this show get a little bit of love this award season. I don't know if it'll happen, but I'm I'm really hopeful.
0: One last last thing about Diego Luna in the in Andor's character. Again, we didn't we didn't care about this character enough to want uh, a series with him. Um but his growth I think is so cool. And I think him as a leader, like I think I don't have a a better example of of a character in media that shows the importance of of influence and and in knowing not to always do things on your own, but to get the people that are, are best suited for something to do it. And like how much of a skill that that is. It's a soft skill and it's hard to like describe it without became, becoming ham-fisted and direct and and then telling and not showing. But there are like certain moments in the series where like, for an example, the Andy Circus moment where he's like, it's it's not me. It, it needs to be you. Like you need to be the one to motivate these folks because they look up to you. Uh, like having that presence of mind to, to, to put the power into motivate and to influence. It was just, yeah. it's really cool. It's really cool. Anyways, great show. Go check it out. Right. Disney plus it's going to win so a bunch good. of awards, uh, on, on this podcast anyway. So yeah,
1: it's, it, it better. It better. Um, what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show here in just a minute. But uh, speaking of Star Wars content, did you watch the uh, what was it? Tales of Tales of the Jedi on uh, Disney Plus?
0: I I it was, watched.
1: It was short. It was animated. It was just little vignettes of the Jedi.
0: I watched a couple episodes of it. I was interested in just a few one or one or two of them. I liked the one with Waddle or Yaddle. Yaddle, <laughs> yeah. Um the the female yoda which we never ever see again uh but we get to see her fate in that and so i wanted to i wanted to know what happened to yodel um yeah i
1: i i realized that ahsoka probably doesn't have a lot of like um like you probably don't have much of an attachment to that character just because you haven't watched well, the animated series um but
0: I did I have I, I did too. like that one episode with her and uh her her uh clone her clone friend. Um yeah. I I, did, I didn't have the context. I don't know enough about that character cuz I didn't watch the Clone Wars, but Yeah. um I was I liked that and it helped me be like okay, let me look up more about the the these characters.
1: Yeah, we 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 have an Ahsoka live action series that's on its way. Um I I'm, I'm very curious to see how that's received by fans and, and how, how that goes, right? Because even when I think season two of Mandalorian came out, I wasn't as invested in that character as I was, as I am now having watched almost all of the Clone Wars. Um, so yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious to see how, how that character kind of gets Added into the mix. Um, cause it, it, it just has always felt like this character that is super important in the animated stuff. <coughs> but any live action, she's suddenly gone or nobody <laughs> talks about her. Um, so I'm curious to see how that all gets, you know, sort of uh, remedied. But, um, I don't know. I, I between Obi Wan and Andor, very happy with the recent Star Wars offerings from. From the big mouse, uh, uh, direct Disney plus. We'll see if they can have the same sort of success with uh, a theatrical release. If they ever give us another one, but, uh, for now. Yeah.
0: Good stuff for now. Good stuff. And for now that has been our episode of, of a new episode of apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you want, if you want, if you want to hit us up, uh, going back, going back to those call outs at the beginning, hit us up on, on Twitter at app enthusiast. I'm at Barnyard Cruz. He's at juggle Mino. you can hit us up there shoot us, shoot us comments. Or when I post an image of this over on Twitter, you can comment on that too. it too. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And you know, head, head over to iTunes, Apple podcasts, whatever, leave a review. You can, if you want, you don't have to, it's, it's fine. Uh, but if you stuck with it, if you are an international RSS listener, you listen to this and you stuck with it and you liked it. I'm surprised because I mean we rambled on a lot, but uh, <laughs> you're, you're you're the best. And uh, you know, stay tuned. If you want us to to maybe a show, some you want us to cover something, let us know. We're we're game. We are game. Yeah. If
1: you're if you're an international RSS listener and you've gone this far hop over to apathetic enthusiasm hit that subscribe button um we will be making more of these during the rick and morty off season so um yeah yeah glad that you're here and uh thank you so much for
0: listening woo until next time everybody i am brandon no travis okay see you later